Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Upset and worried for many, many companies and businesses, particularly non-essential retail, that as in from midnight, Windsor will be will be closing. As Tanish just said, the name, they did nothing wrong they, to the protocols and so on, uh, and that is deeply, deeply dispiriting for those. Um, uh, so I, you know, when I said fundamentally this is left drive, it is. Um, so we've given it very careful consideration. Is the point I'm making, um, and um, weighing up. Because it's a very serious move. Uh, we, we weren't ready, actually, two weeks ago to go to level five. Taoiseach Michal Martin there answering the question about whether all these measures are being introduced two weeks too late. Uh, Deputy Niall Collins is on the line. Good morning to you, Niall. Good morning. That question about us not being ready two weeks ago, I mean, some people would say, sure, we're never ready for this. Well... We're, we're living in the we're living with COVID now since last March, and I think the announcement last night won't come as a surprise to too many people. The numbers have been growing exponentially right across the country, almost in every county and every community, um, to an alarming rate. The all the the key indicators have gone in the wrong direction. The 14-day incidence, the the number per 100,000 of population, the the R number has also gone up. The positivity rate has gone up. So everything is going in the wrong direction. And I think there was uh, a real need for decisive action to be taken. I think um, the difference between now and two weeks ago uh, is exactly as Michal Martin has outlined it there in his press conference last night. We're now in a position to, to make and take um, an informed decision. We're also in a position to um, apply the right um, support to people and to business, to workers um, who potentially face losing their jobs either temporarily or unfortunately for longer, if that's the case. And following on the back of last week's budget, I think we're, we're in a position where the, the necessary funding is in place the supports are in place and we just have to face into the lockdown now with um, a degree of positivity and a degree of collegiality saying to ourselves that we're going to face this together. The government on its own can't beat the virus. It has to be a collective effort by everybody within their own homes, within our own communities, within our own counties and right across the country. I suppose one of the biggest complaints or criticisms that I'm seeing people make, uh, both online and verbally as well, is the chopping and changing. You know, the the fact that uh, even if we go back to the original roadmap, it changed as we went along it. And then these five levels were introduced and suddenly those five levels have now become multiple levels because there's two and a half, three point five. 4.75 or whatever. Uh, People are lacking certainty on this. Can you stand over this, that this will be no longer than six weeks, that the schools will definitely remain open and that the announcements made last night will be stuck to for the next six weeks? Yeah, I think they're fair questions. We've been very adamant from, from the very outset that our schools would reopen in early September and that our schools would remain open. And that, that's exactly the case. Um, our schools will remain open. It's vitally important for all our young people, uh, school-going um, people, that um, our schools remain open, that people get their education, that they have that um, you know, regular routine and they have the, the social interaction 
with their peers because that was missing during the, the, the first lockdown, as you know, and it was hugely impactful on children in particular who found the whole lockdown very, very difficult. It's important that they have structure and that they have the contact with their peers. The, the, like, the, the Living with COVID plan has five levels, Gillian, as you know. There was always built into those five levels going to be a degree of flexibility where you can vary, and not alone do you move between the levels, but that you can also vary uh, the, the, the range of restrictions which you're asking people to adhere to within each level. So we've moved to level five, but, but it's different to what was published in level five in that, obviously, um, schools remain open. We're also allowing children to, to do their sports training outdoors in pods of 15. Do you all, understand the logic to all of the um, decisions in each of the levels? I do, I do. Okay, can you answer me this one? Why can you have 25 people attending a wedding and yet 10 attending a funeral? Like, you can pick the date of a wedding, you can postpone a wedding. Funerals, not so much. Yeah, I suppose the the the, the, the logic, and again, I, I, I wasn't there when they decided on the numbers, but I, I'm just second-guessing the logic. I, I would imagine that the logic around a funeral, is, or sorry, the logic around a wedding is that weddings are, uh, there's more planning goes into a wedding in terms of numbers and, um, you know, the hospitality arrangements and the seating arrangements and all of that. But all the more reason why you can limit the numbers if you can do the planning. You can't plan for a funeral. That's, that's exactly my point. That's exactly the point I'm making. You can't plan. Nobody knows how many people uh, turn up to a funeral uh, ordinarily and, and you can have big funerals or small funerals. But I suppose re- really the message is that funerals um, are limited to 10 and weddings are limited to 5. And that is one of the differences also in Level 5. Uh, your professional and your elite sports are allowed to um, continue, albeit behind closed doors. Weddings is at the higher number of 25. Um, the whole area of construction is still obviously ongoing, manufacturing. So there are differences, um, even though Level 5 is uh, the most restrictive level, there are differences between the, the lockdown that we're now facing for the next six weeks as against the lockdown that we experienced um, in March, the lockdown number one. So it, it's important, I think, that people understand it. There is plenty of information available uh, across many um, uh, verifiable and verified platforms like the gov.ie website or the HSE website. They're the platforms that I would encourage people to, to look at and to resource information that they need to, if they need to inform themselves on any particular aspect. Uh, beware of the, you know, the fake news websites and the, the disinformation that can be spread out there. So look, we have to pull together, Gillian. This isn't easy. As, as I said to you already, the government can't beat this on its own. We all have a role to play. Every single one of us has an important role to play in trying to suppress this. And hopefully if we can suppress this, there will be a review um, after four weeks to see how we're going. The numbers will, will dictate how, the, how this goes. We will, we will see the reportage of the numbers every evening on the 6 o'clock news. People will be able to see for themselves how it's working, how it's going or how it's not going. Okay. And uh, we, we will have a, the, the government said last night that formally there'll be a review after four weeks, but initially it right. looks like a six-week period. Well, we have Dr. Declan Ahern, who's a clinical psychologist and director at Oakwood on the line as well. Good morning to you, Declan. Good morning, Julian. Uh, Niall Collins there, Deputy Niall Collins, uh, said we'll have the numbers every day on the news at 6pm. 
I don't know that I want to be watching the news at 6pm every day for the next six weeks, but do you think that that's good for our mental health to be following us so closely? You know, we we do have to be careful that we don't oversaturate ourselves with uh, with the news. Uh, I know myself, I will check in uh, daily just to see if there's any new developments. But I don't want, I don't want to overindulge in it, and and I, my advice to people would be to to limit the amount of access you have to news bulletins because um, you can get oversaturated. Uh, although I did come across, there's a good news channel that you can go on to and get some good news. There's a particular channel I believe out there that just gives good news all the time because uh, we don't get an awful lot of that at the moment. Yeah, well, we certainly try and balance it here and try and bring some good news to our listeners where we can. But unfortunately, I suppose this is a story that we have to cover daily as well. What were your thoughts about what was announced last night in terms of, you know, the Taoiseach did address, <clears throat> excuse, excuse me, um, uh, address the whole mental health aspect of uh, things and this idea of a support bubble was introduced. Do you think that will be enough to... I suppose, combat the mental health challenges the whole nation faces? Well, it's certainly one of, of a number of measures. And I'm delighted to, to hear our politicians uh, and our public servants, you know, highlighting the, the, the significance of mental health at this time. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is to be welcomed. And, and the idea of a social bubble for people, particularly people who are isolated, that they can reach out and connect up with one other household, I think, is a good, is a good measure. It's recognising, I mean, these are very, very challenging times psychologically for everybody. Uh, it, it's not like that there's a clear roadmap uh, that laid out uh, that, uh, that everybody knows is going to fall into place. It's a bit of waking up every day and let's see how we face a new day with, a new, with the plans trying to evolve as we go along. So I, I wouldn't be too harsh on people about things not being definite for the next six months or the next six weeks, I should say, uh, because it, they have to play it by ear to, in, in many ways. There isn't any set of guidelines that they can automatically um, follow. But the, from the mental health point of view, I suppose the, the message I would be saying is a little bit like listening to the early the, the opening of your section there. You gave us a very dull, dreary, bleak outlook uh, with the weather uh, paralleling the 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 T6 message, and then you gave us this amazing story about Amy Mulcahy. And I'm sure anybody who was listening would have went through completely different emotions. Initially feeling dreary and dull and down and depressed and then hearing the wonderful uh, kind of excitement and, and joy and, and satisfaction when you, when you see things like, like Amy and, and, and the story of Amy. So what I'm saying I suppose is that psychologically the way we approach this we can go at it either the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. Uh, it's the same glass, the same amount in it. The story, the facts are there. The reality is that we have to acknowledge and accept what's there. But how we respond to it is up to each individual. And our mental health will be determined by that. It won't be determined by anything else other than how we, each of us, individually, responds and takes responsibility for our own reaction. Rather, and, and acknowledging the feelings. I mean, I, when you asked me how did I feel listening to the news, I was full of different emotions. But the disappointment, deflation, frustration, some anger, uh, some fear... And all those emotions have to be acknowledged. They're there. They're perfectly normal, perfectly human. Now, the next step is, once you acknowledge the emotion, is, okay, let's now explore what's going on and what is there to be afraid of. And can we get over the disappointment? And what I've witnessed over the last seven months is huge opportunity for psychological growth for all of us in realizing that there there are certain things that we can let go of that we thought we could not live without. Did we ever think that we could live without uh, having bars closed in Ireland for six months? And we, we, if you had said that to us a year or two ago, we just said that the, 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 there'd be pandemonium. But we learned to live and we learned to cope with very, very adverse 
circumstances. And the reality then, what we're learning is that as, as a people, we're very resilient, which is what the Taoiseach said last night. We have a resilience in us, and we're discovering that day in, day out. It doesn't mean that it solves the problem. It doesn't mean that the problem goes away. But psychologically, which is what I'm looking at, is we learn to manage and cope with very, very harsh circumstances at the moment. Deputy Niall Collins, the GA Championship, is that being kept alive, the Intercounty Championship being kept alive for mental health reasons or to prop up one of the most powerful organisations in the country? Well, it's not it's not the latter um, because uh, there's a number of um, professional sports which will be continuing the, the the rugby, for example, horse racing and greyhound racing behind closed doors, as well as intercounty um, GA. So, look, I mean, it's something which was the 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 decision and the calculation of government and effort which could continue, which didn't pose a risk, and certainly I think it's something which um, people will draw a lot of. Um, solace from people we're, we're a nation and a community that are very immersed in particularly in our Gaelic games and your parish and your county identity is very strong so I think the fact that Gaelic games will be proceeding and they'll be televised and openly accessible to all um, is something which will help people through the lockdown period and I think that's the positive it's nothing to do with money from the government point of view it's just basically um, a public health decision which uh, Thankfully, Neffet and the government were able to come down on the right side of. And do you th- what do you think will happen if Limerick wins the All Ireland? Will people stay home and clap? Well, I mean, part of the I think part of the, I suppose part of the problem that we've been seeing um, up and down the country is um, non-adherence to, to public health guidelines and to, to, to best practice around some of the the county finals and some of the, the Gaelic games. Um, you know, high points, and I, I think we just have to become measured. We just have to get it into our heads that there's um, there's a code of behaviour and a code of practice that we have to adhere to, because the virus just doesn't recognise um, that this is an exception. If Limerick wins the All Ireland in either hurling or football or in ladies uh, camogie or ladies Gaelic football, that we we have to just adhere and um, keep our distance, uh, keep our numbers small. Uh, reduce our contacts. It's all the basics. The virus doesn't recognise that this is a, a once-off mm. event and a, and a hugely significant or important event for for a county or for a community. And uh, that's been the problem. The virus is ever present, and our I suppose our our movements and our our patterns changed as as we relaxed after the lockdown. And unfortunately, we just have to step up a gear now and, and face into it for no, a number of weeks. But I think we have to face into it with positivity. I think that's also the message that government has given, and and it's something which I think flowed from the budget last week. There was a, um, I think a very positive mood came from the from from both speeches from the minister for finance Pascal Donoghue and the minister for public expenditure Michael McGrath. I think they gave a calming reassurance to uh, our to our people and to our communities that the government is is prepared, that the government has planned, and that the government has resourced ourselves properly to face into uh, the second wave of this pandemic and I think that's very very important that people know that government is there for them that, that the supports are there for them that they're on their side and that they're going to help vulnerable people get through um, what will be um, a difficult number of weeks but we've no choice we have to do it we okay. have to suppress the virus and we have to learn to live with this for the foreseeable future until such time as a, an adequate vaccine is found and available for, for our population. 
Okay, we'll leave it there for this morning. Thanks to Limerick TD, Niall Collins, Fianna Fall, and Dr. Declan Ahern, clinical psychologist and director at Oakwood. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.